0: Good morning. We are so glad that you're here. If you're joining us online, welcome. We're glad that you're joining us as well. Uh, This is the last Sunday in our series, The Core Study of Our Beliefs. Um, I am a little sad about that uh, because I have enjoyed this sermon series um, quite a bit, and I hope that you have as well. And today we're going to end it by talking about the church. Uh, and, And so... I'm excited for what God's going to do today. Uh, I would ask that you kind of have an open mind and listen to the entirety of it before you get angry with me. If you do get angry with me, you probably won't, but uh, just in case, uh, hear me out and then you can tell me later about uh, how messed up and wrong I am, okay? Uh, But I'm going to start with a prayer and then we're going to dive in. Lord, I come to you right now and I just thank you for this morning. Uh, I thank you for the ability to be together with our church family and to pour into uh, the word and have the word pour back into us, God. And, and I'm just excited for uh, what you have to offer us this morning. And Lord, I pray for each and every heart, including mine, that you would uh, keep us open-minded and uh, ready to receive whatever it is that the Spirit would have us taught today. We ask these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Now, if you have spent any amount of time around Christians, around church, and maybe even specifically people who consider themselves Christians that don't go to church, you have heard the statement, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian, right? I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I don't have to go to church to uh, follow Jesus. I don't have to go to church to read my Bible and to pray. And uh, while those last couple statements are true, and while I'll be honest with you, the statement I made that you don't have to go to church in order to be a Christian is a statement that once upon a time I used to agree with, Um, it's just a statement that is completely and totally, frankly, false. Now, I have matured in my faith, and as I have matured in my faith, I realize that this statement is oftentimes made due to the conviction that others feel for not adhering to God's Word and ignoring the responsibility that we have to be a part of the body of Christ. The same people that make this claim can often be heard stating things like, only God can judge me, right? Uh, which is uh, another, f- to be frank, falsehood that we uh, have developed in some realms of the Christian faith. Really, both statements and others that are like it, because we hear statements that are similar of a similar vein all the time, are a technique in what I would call avoidance. They are based in conviction about our shortcomings as followers of Christ and a desire, I think, to believe that we won't actually be held accountable in many ways for falling short. Now, the truth is, okay, the truth is that for Christians, church is a necessity. I can't say it any more plainly than that. Church is a necessity, especially if our goal is to be like Christ okay especially if our goal is to be like Christ so let's begin like we have uh, with most of these Sundays by reading our statement on the church says the church is the human representation of the kingdom of God we talk about two different churches in Christianity the global church and the local church the global church is the body of Christ and encompassing all believers around the world Together, we do the work of God's kingdom. The local church exists to provide a family of believers with fellowship, encouragement, accountability, strength, teaching for biblical instruction, and corporate worship. The local church is also called to be the hands and feet of Jesus in its local community, fulfilling the Great Commission. At Crosspoint, we seek to be a family that loves each other as Jesus loves us living our lives as brothers and sisters, building each other up at every opportunity, and growing in our relationship with God. Together, we strive to serve our local community by both supporting our mission partners and directly helping where we can. So today, if I could offer you uh, just a statement of my goal, right, what I hope to accomplish for you is that you are able to solidify for yourself why you make the commitment to be a part of of the church, and specifically why you've made a commitment to be a part of Crosspoint Fellowship. And to do that, we're going to be looking at various passages in Scripture, starting with 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verses 24 through 27, which state, While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, then every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Okay, so I want to start with this. First and foremost, church is not a place. It's a people. Church is not a place. It's a people. It has nothing to do with this building. This is where we come together as a people, This is a place that provides us a space to meet, but it is not about the building. It is not about what it looks like. It is not about how it operates. It is not necessarily even about what it offers us, other than the fact that it is a place for us to fellowship together. But a church is a people. When we say that we belong to Crosspoint Fellowship, or I go to Crosspoint Fellowship, we're not talking about a place We are identifying ourselves as part of a group. Now, Paul refers to this group in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as a body, as a body. He explains that this body, like a human body, consists of many different parts, which are no less important or significant than the other. Okay? We need everyone. Everyone. In order for a cross point, the body of believers to be as healthy, as successful, as vibrant, as God uh, impacting, if that makes sense, in our community as we can be, we have to have every single one of us with our abilities or even maybe lack thereof. It requires each and every one of us to be the body that God has designed us to be. Now, harmony is had, right, when we are all here together as we should be. Now, I don't know if you have um, ever had to live for a time without a body part, okay, but it makes life a lot more difficult. There was a time uh, in my life when I was a fat little kid that I broke uh, my ankle um, jumping off one of those 12-foot slides, right? And... Uh, I spent the next like six weeks on crutches, and um, guys, I don't know if you've ever been on crutches, it's not fun, but when you're obese and have very little muscle tone, it's way worse, okay, and I also don't know if you've ever broken an ankle as an obese little kid, but what you tend to do is just get more obese, Uh, not running around, not playing, sitting and snacking, you know, Uh, my thumbs got stronger because I was a video game ninja back in the day. Uh, but. Uh, I just remember how nice it was to feel like my body was whole the day I got my cast off and could go and do things again, and I didn't have to hobble around on the crutches, and, and I was able to be fully functional, and so I took That freedom to climb up to the top of that slide and jump off again and break the other ankle. Uh, You can talk to my mom about that story. Uh, But whenever your friends' kids tell you, I bet you won't do that, don't say yes, you will, and then do it again. Because while one ankle was strong and fused and solidified, the other uh, was still under the weight of a magnificently large child. Um, And so. You know, we would like to think that we learn from our mistakes and that uh, these things make us better, but that's not always the case. Uh, But it is a memory that I can lean back to as I relate to this passage and fully understand that we need every part in order to function in the way that we are supposed to function, right? You can't hear without ears. You can't see without eyes. Uh, you need eyelashes to protect them from drying out and getting stuff in there. Uh, Fingernails are good for scratching, right? Like there's all kinds of things uh, that we think, oh, well, maybe I'm not that significant or it doesn't matter if I don't go or no one's going to notice if I'm not there. And the fact of the matter is that's just not true because our body is not complete when you are not here. Church is better when you are here. And I need you to know that. Church is better when you are here. I hope that that's coming off as encouraging and not any other way, because that's how I mean it. It is better when you are here, right? When I look forward to coming to church every Sunday, I don't look forward to coming to a place. I look forward to coming to see a people. And when you're here, my heart is full. And when you're gone, it feels like there's a piece of it missing and it's noticed, Paul goes on to explain that there's no part of the church that's indispensable, right? He talks about there's, there's some showy parts of the body, right? The parts that you know are important, the parts that you see, but there are parts of the body that you don't see that are no less important just because maybe you don't see them or how it is that they function. And in verse 24, where we pick up, right, where we're going to continue to pick up, we're met with this, that God has put the body together. Okay, let's read 24 again. It says, but God has put this body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, right? And so he's saying that through the, the combination of who we are as a body of believer, it kind of makes everybody rise, right? It, 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 what's the, the saying? The tide and all the boats lift and all the things, right? But we see the importance of one another more when we are together and we need to understand that God has designed this body, which tells me as I study this and I read through this, that church is part of God's design for our lives. It wasn't just a, Hey, you guys should do this. It wasn't something that Jesus came up with on a whim or that God said to the Israelites in the desert, you know, create this temple so that I can be amongst you and you, we can be in fellowship together. It wasn't just some Kind of thing that 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 came out of nowhere. It was part of the design that God has placed in our lives, right? If we were meant to fly solo, Adam would have never needed Eve. If we were good to be on our own, no helper would have been needed, right? I mean, logically, that makes sense. Church is a needed part of. Our lives. And the reason is because it provides the believer with benefits that they otherwise would not have. Specifically, and what should be, okay? I can recognize that church isn't always perfect, and that some of us have some really bad experiences based in how church has hurt us, but church should be, it should provide for us a strong support system. Verses 26 and 27 again, it says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This ties in with Paul's teachings in Galatians, and Hebrews, and also teaching that we see in 2 Timothy. And I'm going to read through uh, three different passages here. So this first one is Galatians 6, verses 1 and 2, and then verse 10. It says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression... You who are spiritual, should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Hebrews ten twenty four through twenty five. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Pretty straightforward, right Rodney? Pretty straightforward. 2 Timothy 3:16 all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. We, we read that statement as part of our statement on the Bible. But all of these things that we talk about, these are things that take place within the church. Again, one of my favorite things about Crosspoint is the genuine love that we have for each other the genuine love that I feel like we have for each other and how much of life that we actually live together. I have never been a part of a church and I've been a part of churches pretty much my entire life. I've never been a part of a church where I have felt so connected and so much like family that I have here at Cross Point Fellowship. That's my experience. That's my experience. We celebrate. We mourn we encourage we pray for we serve one another that's what church is supposed to be it's exactly what church is supposed to be i'm going to go through some quick statements i'll give you the scripture reference but we're not going to read every single one today okay but we are told to love one another that's john 13:34 we are told that we should care for one another 1 corinthians 12:25 we are told to admonish one another Romans fifteen fourteen we are told to teach one another. Colossians three sixteen we are told to encourage one another. First Thessalonians five eleven tongue twister we are told to pray for one another. That's James five sixteen. These are six of the sixty occurrences. There was a part of me I was going to just read through as many as I could before people were like, "What are you doing?" Right? These are six of the sixty occurrences that take place in the New Testament where we are told to do something for one another. 60 times in Scripture, in the New Testament, we are instructed to do something for one another on the behalf of someone else. See, church is where the one another's take place. Church is where the one another's take place. And you don't have this level of support, you don't have this level of encouragement, you don't have this level of education, you don't have this level of correction, you don't have this life if you aren't plugged in to the church. Now, if this hasn't been your experience, I want to leave you with, again, what I hope will be seen and felt as encouragement. And this is a similar sentiment that I tell my students as I teach in the public school system. You as individuals will get out of church what you put into it. You as individuals will get out of church what you put into it. If the things that I've described this morning don't match with your experience, I would honestly ask that you take a look in the mirror and be honest with yourselves about whether or not you have made the commitment that it requires to receive everything that we talked about receiving this morning. If you're not seeing the benefits of church, there's a decent chance that you're coming to church, but you're not necessarily a part of the church. And there's a difference. You can come to church, you can check that off your list. You can roll in right about mm, 10.05 and you can get out of here as soon as the band starts playing the kind of outro song that they hit us with every week. And you can not really plug in and not really have conversations and not really try to build relationships and you can say that you went to church, but you can't say that you're part of the church. And again, I hope that this is felt as encouragement because what I really want for every person in this room, what I really want more than anything, is for you to have the experience that I described that I have today. And I'm going to be honest with you. There are days when I'm here, I don't want to be here. Am I supposed to say that as a pastor? Probably not, but that's truth. There are days when I come when I'm on the way and I'm like, man, sleeping in sounded great this morning. I would love to be fishing. Uh, I'd be loving to kill, be killing imaginary dudes on the video game system, right? There's probably some random sport I could watch on TV. Like, I've had a really rough week. It's been busy. It's been tired. It's long. I just need some time. I get all of those things. There are days I'm here when, at least walking into the building, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be here. But I can tell you this, and this is honest. There has not been a single moment in time where I have walked through these doors as a member of Crosspoint Fellowship and I've left being like, yeah, I should have just stayed home. Not even last night. (laughs) Not even with Gone Fishing, not even with the men's cuddle-free movie party. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, just the title alone weirded me out, right? Like I wasn't sure it was gonna be a thing. And I was thinking, when Cordelia broke her wrist, I'm this me be honest. She's like, "I'm sorry I broke my wrist." And I was like, "I think you just got me out of the cuddle-free movie party. We're good, sister." Um uh, that that's me being honest, but then it it got fixed too quickly and then I was like, "Well, dang it. Looks like I'm going, right?" Now, here's what I would tell you. Did I enjoy the movie? Not as much as I enjoyed watching Rodney enjoy the movie. That's absolutely true. Were there moments where I was laughed? Yeah. Were there many more times where I was like, what is happening with life right now? Absolutely. But I had a blast last night. It wasn't about a movie, it wasn't about being in a place that I, you know, had to really force myself into. It was about the people that were here. I had fellowship, I was strengthened. We didn't get deep and theological last night. We were cracking jokes, we were telling stories but I got to live life with individuals who I know care about me. Every single one of those dudes that was there last night, I could call up and be like, hey man, I need you to pray for me. And there's not a doubt in my mind that they would have been like, absolutely, you got it right now, right? It was about building relationships. You get out of things what you put into them. And so if you feel like hey, that was a great experience you described this morning and it'd be fantastic if I had it too, but I just don't, then I would say, have you plugged in? Are you doing the things? Are you building relationship? And if you can honestly answer yes to all of those questions and you still feel like, you have no connection, and that this place, Crosspoint Fellowship, these people are not providing for you the things that we talked about today, then I would invite you kindly, lovingly, to find another church. Because, and again, I need you to hear that this is said lovingly. If you've put in all of that effort and you're not receiving out of church what you are supposed to be receiving out of church, we as Crosspoint Fellowship have failed you And I don't want that to be your experience. And if there's another place that could better serve you, that could provide the things for you that we have talked about today, then my honest encouragement as your pastor is to go somewhere where you can find that love and connection and encouragement and teaching and all of the things that we've discussed, because that's what church should be. Because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And just because you're not at Crosspoint doesn't mean that that changes. We have brothers and sisters in Christ meeting all over Republic this morning. In different buildings. And they are part of the church. The global church. Maybe they don't identify with Crosspoint, but they are part of the family of God. But I'll also tell you this, I'll also tell you this, I'll challenge you on this, because I I really do believe that it's true, that if you'll plug in, if you'll take the leap of faith, if you'll put yourself in some uncomfortable situations that you don't necessarily always want to be in, you will find community, you will find people that love you. You will find people that earnestly desire the best for you. You will find people that help lead you to God. You will find people that teach you. You will find people that rebuke you. And you will be that for someone else as well. That's what church is about. That's what we're striving for here at Cross Point Fellowship. Whether we stay this size or we blow up to thousands of members or it is whatever it is, I don't ever want to lose that because that's what church is supposed to be. It's not about the worship. It's certainly not about the preacher. It's not even about perfection because you're going to come to a place with this many different personalities and find people you don't particularly like. And guess what? They probably don't like you either. And I can comfortably say that because I'm the pastor and I am not everyone's cup of tea. I've learned that along the way. But, but, Life is meant to be lived together. We are a body of believers and every single body part is needed. And I want you to be here. I need you to be here. I feel, frankly, as if my life and my happiness level and everything frankly, is codependent on you all as individuals. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the things we talked about today, when you hurt, guys, I hurt. When you hurt, I hurt. When you have things to celebrate, I'm pumped. I'm ready to rock and roll. When you're sad, I want to comfort you. When you need prayer, I want to be that person to pray for you. When you have questions, I want to do my best to answer them. When you just need encouragement, I want to be that person that you can fall back on that says, hey, you've got this. I hope that you would want to be that for me as well. That's to me what it means to be a part of the family of God. And I think it's here. I've never been more confident that it's the foundational core of a church, again, that I have been, that it's here at Crosspoint Fellowship. And what makes it that way, just so we're aware, is the people in this room. You look around the room. We had mirrors, and you could look in those. All of us play a part in that. All of us. Every single one of us. Now, I want to leave you with this. Do things come up? Absolutely. Do you need a break sometimes? Yep. Do you have a family at home that sometimes requires your attention to be elsewhere? Yes. In no way, shape, or form is anything that I have said to you today a guilt trip. Okay? In no way, shape, or form is what I'm telling you today to drop all other responsibilities in your life and just dedicate yourself to Cross Point Fellowship. Not what I'm saying. Not what I'm asking for. But what I'm telling you is that if you want to get involved, if you want to plug in, there are ways to do that. You can look at my uh, Facebook Messenger and see how many threads I'm a part of that are to the, like dealing with this church. I'm in a band thread. I'm in a leadership thread. I'm in an elders thread. I'm in an elders plus Zoe thread. I'm in a men's thread. I'm even actually in uh, the kids department thread. I'm in the ladies thread, not by choice, but because my wife refuses social media and uses mine. Okay. Uh, I, that That's eight so far. There's a couple others I'm missing. I'm in a lot of threads, but also I can't say I'm not plugged in. <laughs> like, I can't say, oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. No, I'm, I've got seven different threads that told me the same message, and I somehow still forgot. But uh, what I'm telling you is, you can't be here on Wednesday nights. You can still be a part of a gathering thread that we have. Anyone's invited. We'll let you come join it. Tell me you want in. I'll add you today. It's a great place to ask for prayer. It's a great place to seek encouragement. It's a great place to celebrate wins in your life. Right. There are ways to be involved. There are ways to be plugged in that don't necessarily mean that you're here every time the doors are open. But also, if you're here every time the doors are open, that's good too. Okay? That's good too. I guess I could keep going, but I probably should stop eventually, so I'm going to be done. I love y'all. I mean that. And um, I'm also confident that at least the majority of you love me. And I can't begin to explain to you, I cannot begin to explain to you how valuable that is to my life. I cannot begin to explain to you how important each and every one of you as individuals is to my life. And I'm honored to be a part of yours I'm honored to be a part of your life. And I just want to make it clear that I am so, so, so thankful that each and every single one of you and your crazy kids are a part of my life. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now and I thank you for this day, Lord. And I thank you for what Crosspoint Fellowship is to me and God, what i truly feel like it is to so many others and what it can be to those that maybe don't feel that same level of connection lord i i feel like this in so many avenues of our life that we get out of things what we pour into them and sometimes intentional effort being consistent will bring back that consistency that we're seeking in our life And Lord, I just want to lift up everybody that's in this room today, God, that that they would let go of the things that are uh, holding them back from diving in, that they would feel your presence amongst this family of believers in the same way that I do, that they will value your word and see the importance of being together of not neglecting meeting together, of being there for one another. We can't be the hands and feet of Jesus if we don't have the hands and feet with us. We need everyone. And God, sometimes I think that we don't see the value in ourselves that others do And sometimes we don't see the value in ourselves that you have placed there. But God, my prayer is that that will change. My prayer is that that will change and that people will see the importance of being a part of a body. Not coming to a place, not doing a thing, but pouring into a people. I ask these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Stand, let's worship. If you need to pray, as always, you can use our stage as an altar. You can come pray with me. I would love to pray with you this morning. Uh, whether that prayer is for you or for something that is, is taking away your attention today. Maybe it's a struggle of a family member or a loss of a loved one or or whatever it might be. If If you need prayer, come pray with me this morning come pray with me this morning. If you want to talk to me about uh, what it means to really be a part of this church, let's do that as well. But right now, I love this time because it's a time of reflection. It's a time where we get to be honest with ourselves. It's a time where we get to pray and it's a time where we get to offer God an offering of praise and worship. So let's do that now.